Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome to the Cannon Cast. I'm your host, PD, and our Columbus Blue Jackets are on a bit of a hot streak. They have gotten points in their last three games, earned five out of a possible six points in those games. Um, normally, this would be great news. They also, you know, they took down two of the top three teams in the West. But I sense among the fan base that there's a little bit of uh, anxiety uh, some tank anxiety, tanksiety, if you will. Um, and I get it. I understand where, you know, this team is not good. They're playing better, but they're still not good. And what we have this summer is an opportunity to draft a franchise-changing player. And if we can draft in the top three, we can get a player like that. Uh, if not, then, you know, we're taking a chance. You know, it's a player that could work out, could not work out. Who knows? So I understand that we're close enough that we want to get that. But you know my feelings on taking. I feel like it's really hard in the game to not want the team to win. You know what I mean? Um, and especially when you see certain players playing well. Like um, Patrick Line has a few power play goals recently. He's starting to look really good. He's shooting a lot more. His confidence is growing. Adam Boquist, he's a point machine. It's kind of quiet because not a lot of them are goals. They're mostly assists, but he's contributing. Uh, if you can stay healthy, that's a huge thing. Now, you know, what's not so good is when you have like, you know, Matthew Olivier in the win over Dallas. He had three points in that game, a goal and two assists. First multi-point game in his career took 99 games to get to that point. Um, and, you know, credits him for that. But is playing Matthew Olivier 18 minutes, is that ever a winning strategy? Probably not. So that part is frustrating when uh, a win is driven by players that you don't want carrying the team to victory. But, um, you know, Kent Johnson getting the game winner against Winnipeg is good. Cole Sillinger playing better. Still not getting the points, but he's playing better. These are good things. These are good things to build on. Um, but I know fans are worried that, like has happened many times before in franchise history, that the team will get hot late in the season, not enough to get anywhere near the playoffs, but just enough to 
then end up drafting like sixth or eighth or something like that. Um, and I understand. I understand the the worries there. Now, I think it's a little bit overblown. First of all, these wins lately have come against the Western Conference. And the Western Conference is very bad. Uh, if you look at the overall league standings, the top six teams are all in the East. And then the West is all bunched up in the middle. And at the bottom, five of the worst six teams are also in the West. Obviously, the one Eastern team is, you know, us. And we are, yeah, surprisingly, like 10, 10, and 3 against the Western Conference this year. It is bizarre. And nine of our next 12 games are against the Western Conference. And then we finished the season with 13 straight against the East. And uh, of those, you know, the Eastern Conference points we have to play, a lot of them are still in the playoff race. Um, there's some seeding up for grabs. The top three teams in each division in the East are pretty much set at this point. You got uh, Carolina, New Jersey, and the Rangers in the Metro. You've got Boston, Toronto, and Tampa in the Atlantic. Um, the top teams are pretty much set in those, and then you know two and three might change seating, but we kind of know those matchups. But then the wild card is pretty open. You've got Florida, Pittsburgh, Washington, Buffalo, Detroit all have a shot, and they're all going to be playing for it down the stretch. And we face a lot of those teams down the stretch. So I think we're still going to see a healthy dose of backup goalies as we go along here, but we will have teams that desperately need to win to you know lock up their, their playoff position or fight for their playoff lives. So, And our schedule is more difficult in that regard than the other teams that are at the bottom. A lot of those teams that are at the bottom of the West are still having to play each other a lot. So there will be points to be gained there. The other factor is that we are on the road a lot over the rest of the season. We have something like just um, three home games in all of March or something like that. Yeah, so this that's uh, going to be really tough. And we have not been good away from home this year haven't been great at home either, but really not good away from home. And then finally, there's the trade deadline and what teams are going to do to sell off pieces leading up to the deadline. Um, and I think we have more to lose than the others. Anaheim doesn't have much big to lose. They did their big sell off last year. Chicago, you know, all the talk has been about, you know, Taves and Kane. What are they going to do with those guys? But even if they were to move them, it's not like those guys have made the team any better this year. So I don't think they're losing much by getting rid of those guys. Now, as it turns out, it was announced that Taves will not be traded. He is still dealing with long COVID, um, and that has limited his playing time and his availability. He's still recovering from that. And so, um, you know, I wish him the best for recovery. Just, you know, get healthy, let alone worrying about hockey. But so he is off the market. Patrick Kane is still likely to get traded. Um, he was openly disappointed that the Rangers got Vladimir Tarasenko, which means they're out of the running for Kane. But I think he's still going to go somewhere. He had a four-point game against Toronto, including a hat trick. So even though he's been bad this season and dealing with a hip issue, I feel like that game was kind of him showing, hey, look, I've still got something. You know, still come trade for me. 
Um, but I don't think that's going to hurt Chicago that much. Now, for what we have to lose, um, we're going to trade Vladislav Gavrikov. Now, he has been held out for trade-related reasons this week, and so we've managed to play well without him, which I worry maybe diminishes his value a little bit because obviously he's not been that great this season. Um, so we'll see where he goes. Um, I've heard Portsline reported that the Jackets are like close to a deal on him, but that the other team has to make another deal first. I've heard that it could be Boston, that they have interest, but they would need to clear some cap space. So um, that hopefully is going to happen soon. Uh, I don't like this new trend of players being held out. It's not new that a player in trade talks gets scratched. But usually in the past when that has happened, it has been when the trade is imminent. And so the guy gets scratched from a game and then gets traded like that night or the next day. But here it started with Arizona with Jacob Chikrin. And they announced that he was being held out for trade-related reasons. And then like the next day, the Jackets announced the same thing with Gavrikov. And I appreciate them being honest, but I feel bad for the players when the trade is not going to happen right away. So it's like, are they really going to have Gavrikov just like not play for up to two and a half weeks? That's weird. And I wonder if the Players Association is going to have an issue with that, if that becomes a thing in future seasons as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it just does, doesn't seem right. But I understand the Jackets, they want to protect their asset. You know, we saw how Gus Nyquist got injured, and they don't want the same thing to happen to Gafrikov because he's another valuable piece. Um, so hopefully, again, that happens soon just to end that ordeal. Um, now, another big piece that we have now is Jonas Corposalo. He's been playing really, really well lately. His numbers look really good of late. And there are teams out there that are in the hunt that could use a goalie. Even if teams that if they don't even if they don't need a starting goalie, but maybe they don't trust their backup, or maybe teams know that as you get into the playoffs, you know goalies get hurt, 
and you don't want to be stuck relying on a backup that doesn't have the experience. And Corpy, he's got playoff experience. He's playing well this year. Like that would be a great guy to add. And the better that he's playing, and the more teams that have that desperation, the more that could raise his price. And you know, maybe he can draw like a second or third round pick or something like that. I would love that. Considering how I didn't even want to re-sign him this summer because of his injury and because of his ineffectiveness previous to this, the fact that we would get anything for him, I consider a win. So uh, that is another thing to keep an eye on. Now, I don't know that the Jackets are in a position to scratch him as well. Um, just because, you know, Daniil Tarasov has been injured. He, I think he just recently got healthy. So I think they want him to get, you know, AHL reps to get back into that. So I do think they're kind of forced to keep rotating Corpy and Elvis until Corpy gets traded. Um, maybe it's a case, too, where if we trade Corpy, rather than call up Tarasov, they might make a trade that would send a goalie back to us. Not necessarily anyone good, but just someone to, you know, take some reps and then, you know, mostly ride Elvis here down the stretch just to get his game going again. Um, which, hey, you know, to to his credit, I feel like Elvis has looked a lot better lately. He's not great. Um, barely good. He's been, like, average. But considering where he was at the start of the season, that is a big upgrade. And it's enough to at least keep the teams in games, which is what you want from the goalie, you know? If they can steal a game, great. But most of the time, if they can just keep the team in it, then that's good. And, you know, he wasn't living up to that in a lot of games. There are games where we've given up just a bunch of goals in a row. Uh, and this team has, I think, tightened up a little bit defensively, which is good. My only remaining issue is that this team is either really good at locking it down and then can't produce offense, or they're scoring a bit, but then they're also allowing a lot. So they need to find a way to be able to play good defense and still create some offense. Um, you know, they're just not creating enough offensive chances when they do get the chances, they're not converting on them. And that part's really frustrating. My other concern, of course, by the team playing better, I want to see individual players get better and that's good, but I don't want ownership management to think that this is a sign that the coaching staff is going in the right direction. I don't want them to delude themselves into thinking that the team is enough on the right track that they don't need to make big changes this summer. I do still think we need to have a different direction in the locker room, a coaching staff that can do better to maximize the talent that we have. Because uh, I do think we've got good talent here. Um, but I don't know that it's being used in the right way. Again, as I said, playing the fourth line like 18 minutes, that's not going to get it done. A guy like Liam Fudu, who's been coming around, has been putting up really good underlying numbers, got his first regular season goal against Dallas. That was awesome. But he's playing like nine minutes a night. Like, is that really helping his game much? Is Maybe he's earned some you know more reps here. Um, so I've got, still have those concerns about getting, this team should be able to score a lot. Even with Johnny Gaudreau out, this team should be able to score with as good as Marchenko's been, with Line A heating up again. Uh, but if they're not, that's that's on the coaches, I think. So that's something to keep an eye out for. Like, 
play better, but not so much better that it, you know, buys Brad Larson another another chance at this next season because I don't think this team can afford that. All right, one last note here before we wrap up. Uh, I just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who uh, supported us in the GoFundMe and who've uh, taken the site survey and have just otherwise sent words of support uh, through all of our stuff here with Vox. I I really appreciate the support. Um, It sort of proved what I already knew, that we've got a really great community here, uh, something that's really special and something that we're going to, you know, try to keep going here. So uh, I still don't have a ton of details for you, but I will say that we have had our contract extended through the end of March uh, with SB Nation. So we will continue to be on that platform through March. Um, That gives us some more time to be working on our transition to a new platform, Uh, but we should be keeping our name, keeping our URL and all that. So at the end of March, we'll be moving everything over to something new. Um, So you should still be able to find us in the same places. Um, Again, I will let you know more details once we have them, but we're still trying to work everything out there. Now this podcast also is going to move to a different network, but the, the feed should stay the same. If you're subscribed already, you should say subscribed. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Um, now, you know, the name and the logo might change a little bit, but the feed should still be there, should move over to something new. Um, maybe by next week, I'm still trying to get some details on that, figure that out. So, um, but be on the alert for that. But again, as we're working through this, we really appreciate the support. And I know that the work we're putting in here is going to be worth it because we do have this uh, loyal base of support. We're not the biggest of the hockey blogs at SB Nation or the biggest podcast, but I know that we have a strong group of regulars that come by and we really appreciate that. And hopefully uh, as we start in this new endeavor that we can grow on that, which I think will be great. And especially as the team gets better too, more people will hop on the bandwagon. And uh, I think there are better days ahead for both the team, the site, the podcast, all that. And uh, we appreciate you sticking around for all of it. So uh, that'll do it for us this week. A little bit of a quicker episode, but uh, we'll be back here in the next com- coming weeks here. I'll need to talk about some trades and see where the team goes from for there. So uh, thanks for listening. Catch you next week. For more content from the Canon, check out JacketsCanon.com or follow us on Twitter at CBJCanon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our theme music is the song Green Eyes by Angela Perley and the Howlin' Moons. Angela's new album, Turn Me Loose, is out now. Go to AngelaPerley.com for more music and show dates. Oh.